ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. According to statistics, Australia is the allergy capital of the world. Around 5 million of us have an allergic disease and for the worst affected, it can define their lives. But treatment from an already in use asthma drug could potentially reduce the risk of serious illness or death from exposure to an allergen, particularly in food. Earlier, I spoke to Professor Kirsten Perrett, the Director of the National Allergy Centre of Excellence in Australia, who is currently in the United States, where this study has been released. Dr Perrett, welcome to RN. Thanks for having me. The drug in question is Zolaire. What did this study find about that medication? Yeah, well, it's been absolutely fascinating to be in Washington at the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma and Immunology annual meeting this week where the findings were presented. Essentially, the study drug found that the Zolaire, which is, as you said, used to treat allergic asthma, could also help reduce the risk of severe allergic reactions to those with multiple food allergy. How significant is this finding, do you think? Well, I think this is quite significant. Um, After only four months of using the injectable drug, around two-thirds of the participants in the study were able to tolerate small amounts of the foods they were allergic to, meaning an accidental exposure was no longer a life-threatening event. What does that mean for people who've had these allergies for a long time? And and for many people, as we were saying in, in the introduction, it becomes a big part of their life, you know, making sure that they're not getting exposed, making sure that they have something with them, whether it's an EpiPen or something else. These are big issues for people's everyday life. They certainly are. Um, I think it's just important to remember that Zolaire is not a cure for food allergy. So people using the drug must also to continue strictly avoiding the food they're allergic to and carry their adrenaline auto-injector, their emergency medication. However, this therapy of injections may offer this layer of safety by preventing reactions to small accidental exposures to foods. What do we know about how and why Zolaire has this capacity? Well, when a person with food allergy eats a food, their immune system releases a flood of antibodies called IgE. And these IgE antibodies attach to immune cells. Zolaire works like a sponge by mopping up these IgE antibodies, preventing them from binding to and activating these cells responsible for allergic reactions. When you're talking to some people who are dealing particularly with these food allergies, what do they tell you about the kind of impact that these allergies have on their lives? Well, one of the biggest things for people living with food allergies is fear of accidental exposure and life-threatening reactions. And we know those people with allergies, particularly multiple food allergies in their families, are seeking treatments like this to keep them a little bit safer. And what about for children? Well, this study actually included children right down to the age of one. Um, And so it is a potential treatment for children and adults, uh, potentially those uh, with multiple food allergies or those for whom uh, food allergens are difficult to avoid, such as milk. And they're living with constant fear of potential life-threatening reaction following accidental exposure. So it's a very promising therapy, I think, uh, for these particular people with severe food allergy or maybe being used for uh, short-term use to cover things like a travel overseas or situations where food allergen avoidance is more difficult, such as adolescents going off to residential college, for instance. So you were talking about a, a series of injections. How, how does this work? How does the dosing work or the administration of this medication? 
That's right. So it is a series of injections. So it's either a monthly or bi-monthly injection. Um, and the study actually involved only injections for a period of four months uh, before they tested uh, the change in allergen threshold, how much uh, allergen the person could eat before an accidental reaction occurred. Anecdotally, it, it seems like some of these allergies are much more common now than perhaps they were previously. Is that the case? And, and do we know why that, that has changed? Yes, well, as you mentioned, Australia has been uh, labelled the allergy capital of the world and we do have the highest rates of childhood food allergy globally, which is not something anyone uh, wants to gloat about. But we have seen a rise uh, in food allergy in recent years and the exact cause of that is unknown. But we do have uh, a lot of identified risk factors such as the diet of the infant and, and eczema and certainly environmental factors and the modern lifestyle seem to be contributing so it's really hard even now to, to, to fully get a handle on, on why we're such an outlier there. Yeah, that's right. But we're certainly working on it at the National Allergy Centre of Excellence and we have a number of uh, trials which are testing uh, some of our main hypotheses. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some more answers to, uh, in addition to early infant allergen introduction in the first year of life, early infant peanut and egg introduction around six months, not before months, uh, not before four months of age is, is certainly the only strategy at the moment that we've shown can help prevent uh, food allergy uh, in childhood. So with this particular drug, uh, Zolaire, what stage is this at? So this obviously, this research is extremely promising. Is this medication available as yet for this purpose? Yeah, so it's just this uh, last week it's been approved uh, in America uh, by the FDA. But unfortunately, it may be a little way off before this treatment is available in Australia because it needs to have approval by the Therapeutic Goods Association. So we'll have uh, to wait and see how long that will take. Here in Australia, as we were saying earlier, we are this allergen capital uh, of the world. Is the trend changing at all? Is this problem continuing to get worse or is there any sense that we're turning it around at all? Well, um, very excitingly at the Murdoch Children's Research Institute, we've measured uh, the prevalence of food allergy uh, since this new uh, recommendations to introduce uh, allergens early in infancy. And we've shown a bit of stabilisation of the prevalence of food allergy. So we're hoping with additional measures, we can further reverse that trend. Uh, but we have a lot more work to do yet. How much do you feel for parents in particular who are trying to navigate this and when such, you know, in inverted commas, simple foodstuffs can be potentially, you know, so hazardous for their child? Yeah, that's right. It can be very frightening uh, for families uh, living with food allergy and managing uh, children uh, with food allergy and it affects their daily lives. So uh, having a treatment that may offer a layer of safety may uh, be particularly useful, but we know it won't work in all uh, children and adults and uh, it will probably be reserved for those who have most exquisitely sensitive allergy and those multiple food allergy or for those who need additional protection at particular times in their lives. Professor Kirsten Parrott, thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. That's uh, Professor Kirsten Parrott there, the Director of the National Allergy Centre of Excellence in Australia. You're listening to Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.